I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted 2.0. Okay, let's have a little bit of fun. Not that we don't. Not that I don't, at least. Just about every single podcast. But this one, no studies. No science. Not specifically. There's science in everything I talk about. But this is this is a little more term I'm looking for stream of consciousness almost. So when I was putting together this show, it's like okay, let's just rattle off about thirty strength training tips, do's, don'ts, and as I was doing my stream of consciousness with this. It came out to 29, and I, I could have done 129, <laughs> 229, but this is, this is stuff that's really going to help you, and for many of you, it will be repetitive, but a lot of times we need to hear these things over and over and over again, and for many of you, it won't be. <laughs> these are, it, it never ceases to amaze me how these questions persist, right, and how with all of the misinformation out there, the confusion is just never ending. And and I constantly have to remind myself of that because when you're in the industry as long as I have been, you just assume. <laughs> you assume way too much. And, and I'm constantly battling that. And that's why I want to have my foot in just about everything. Teaching, you know, working with people, uh, just doing as much as I can within the business so that I, I have a sense of what people are thinking because that's that's everything. Right, so this is again a little more fun, a little, a little more laid back. Twenty nine strength training don'ts, and you know what? <laughs> I'm not crazy about don't like it's, it's a negative, but but it worked. And as I was doing my stream of consciousness, I don't kept coming up, and it wasn't the original title, but I'm like, you know what? It works. It works for this topic. And you are going to maximize your results when you follow these rules. Okay? And yes, they are all based on science. They're all based on my three plus decades in the industry. Stuff that has worked for me, has worked for my clients, and will work for you. Now, again, there are many different goals out there. This show, although many of the rules apply to everything... But it's people who are lifting weights, who are exercising to look better, feel better, live longer, prevent injury, fix aches and pains, right? So there's people who are listening. You're super competitive. You might be, you know, powerlifting, things like that. It, many of the rules still apply, but where they don't, I will qualify them. So I want you to know that, you know, far too often in exercise, people don't say it depends, <laughs> Right. That's one of the, the the two words that came out of the last three, four years of just interviewing the best of the best and interviewed people before that as well in my uh, for my two radio shows. But far too often, you know, you're told that things are absolutely black and white when they're not. But there is science. OK. All right. Let's jump right into it. 
Okay. And some of these apply basically uh, to the home, the gym. A lot of times I'm going to specify, but we're talking about lifting weights. We're talking about resistance training. All right. And I had to put this one in at number one and it pains me to do it because you're going to go, that's so obvious, so stupid, but yeah, it's so important. And I watched it this morning. I was at the gym this morning and what did I see? 90% of the people on their phones for a ridiculous amount of time. At some point in time, I am going to go to my gym, which is a huge gym, huge, like 60,000 square feet. And I'm going to time. I want to, I want to do a study, <laughs> like my own little, you know, observational study of how much time people actually exercise and how much time people actually are on their phones. It's insane. You know, in the past, sure, you know, you socialize, you don't have to be working the whole time working out, but... The amount of time people spend on their phones and the amount of time people spend actually getting work done, it's not good. And as I've said before, I bring my phone, I turn on, uh, what I'm doing now is a, an album. Like I pick a band and I put you know, the album on and I leave my phone in a bag out of my reach. It's, it's in the gym. I can see it, the table in the middle. So I don't have it every now and again, if I'm there for an hour, sure, I'll check it maybe 20 minutes and then 40 minutes in case, you know, I have something coming up or something. Okay. But it's not there. It's not, I'm not looking at it in between sets, you know, sitting on a, a cable pull down uh, and doing that. Huge. You want to get work done. You want to get results. Just leave your phone. Don't be texting. Unless you're, you know, I get it. If you have to multitask, or even though it makes me sad. Okay. Enough. The phone like like get results you go there get work done i say to my kids you know when you're playing video games play video games when you're studying study try to separate things you know this whole thing of multitasking being the be all end all i disagree uh number two don't stand and wait for equipment don't stand like first of all I, I, it really pains me when i'm doing a set of something and I get it you're you want to maybe if it's crowded uh you want to be next you want to be in line but that's generally not the reason most people are doing it when it's uh in my experience where I am it's a waste of time again uh it also is a little off-putting to the person who's sitting there and you're staring at them but do something so even if you want to save your place stretch do a plank do a cardio interval do something maximize your time I have, you know, achieved the results I have at 53 and being injury free with a heck of a lot of uh, races and events around the world because of all these things, because I'm maximizing my time, because I want to get the most out of the gym. I'm spending money, I'm spending time, and I want to get the greatest results. It doesn't mean I'm not having fun. It doesn't mean I'm not enjoying myself. It doesn't mean every now and again I will check my phone. I will have a conversation with someone, but I'm maximizing my time. So don't stand and wait for equipment. Do an ab exercise, stretch, do a cardio interval, go do something else. Unless you absolutely positively have to do that one next. And generally speaking, you know, you shouldn't be that tied into your program unless it's a very specific program. All right. Number three, don't do too many targeted exercises, super specific. We can call it, you know, uh, single joint exercises oftentimes. For this, I'm talking about like rear delts, you know, or serratus anterior exercises, super specific, right? When the goal is to work our entire body 
as I'm going to get to, because we, we want to work our entire body, uh, when we spend too much time doing these specific exercises, unless you're in the gym for three hours, two or three, which most people are not, nor do you want to be, get the most out of the most exercises, right? So in other words, multi-joint exercises, squats, push-ups, chest press, things like that, that you're using multiple joints and multiple muscle groups at the same time. Doesn't mean you can't do those, just don't do too, too many. You know, I'll see people in the gym and they'll do an hour of exercise and they did like three, three targeted, you know, body part exercise type things. Now, let me also say, you never know why someone is doing something. They may be rehabilitating an injury. It may be sports specific. Pretty good at knowing that by now. Uh, but you understand my point, all right? Get the most out of your time. My goal for you, I say it just about every podcast, to get you the greatest results in the shortest amount of time with the least likelihood of injury so that you can live your best life, all right? That's what all these go to. Uh, number four, don't train like a bodybuilder unless you are a bodybuilder. <laughs> So uh, let's be honest, bodybuilders take steroids, take drugs. They train differently in so many ways. Not every bodybuilder. There are natural bodybuilders, although I did do natural bodybuilding many years ago. And guess what? Most of the natural bodybuilders I competed against were taking steroids. Uh, that's another topic for another day. But specifically here, don't do one to two body parts that a lot of bodybuilders will do unless you are doing two a days, six days a week get more body parts done. Generally speaking, you want to do two to three full body workouts per week. Or if not full body, you want to hit your chest two to three times, your legs two to three times, right? Not once. You can do that if you're a bodybuilder and you're picking things and you're going to the gym twice a day, again, six days a week, generally speaking, all right? So don't train like a bodybuilder unless you are a bodybuilder. I used to Lecture back when there were uh, fitness magazines and I would hold up, you know, a bodybuilder type magazine and say, you know, if you want these results, you have to do a lot of things that aren't found in these pages. And again, a lot of that is performance enhancing drugs. It's just the way it is, people. All right. Number five, uh, don't spend too much time on the mat. What do I mean by that? I get it. If like you're only working out at the gym, which it's going to go to another point, shouldn't be. Uh, but like use the equipment that you're paying for, use the equipment that you don't have access to at home. I get it. That can be part of your routine. You're stretching and you know, listen, I'm doing different things on the mat as well, but I see people spending almost all their time at the gym on the mat doing things. Once again, some are rehabilitating injuries. Some are doing, you know, other things, but many are not. And if I'm at this 60,000 square foot gym and I'm doing a lot of exercises at home and outside, I'm going to darn well use those really expensive machines that I don't have at home, right? So when variation is so crucial to our success, both physiologically and psychologically, use a lot of that equipment. Use as much of the equipment at the gym as you can to keep that variation. Again, uh, that's gonna keep you motivated and keep your body guessing. Uh, number six, don't think short workouts don't work. Uh, obviously I'm extremely biased because, you know, my most recent book is called The Micro Workout Plan, but that's because that's how I have lived my life. In other words, I will do a five-minute workout and then a 15-minute workout and then an hour-long workout. Short workouts matter. And unfortunately, far too many people don't do that half hour or the 20 minutes because they don't think there's benefit. And guess what? If I timed, when I time, people in the gym 
I'm sure I'm going to find that the vast majority of people that are there for an hour probably do roughly 20 minutes of actual work, right? All right, so five minutes of core exercises is a long time. If you don't stop and you do five minutes of core exercises, like planks and bicycle crunches and all the variations thereof, that's hard. That's really hard. I used to teach many years ago in New York City a half-hour ab class, and that was, in my opinion, 20 minutes too long, if not more. So don't think short workouts don't matter, that they don't work. They totally do, even at the gym. The reason people do uh, you know, an hour at the gym is because you, you invested all this time to get there. That's why when you spread it out throughout the day, you get really great results for a lifetime. All right, uh, number seven, don't think strength training is only done at the gym. I've already said this, but it's so true. You could go to the gym five days a week for an hour, and if you don't do anything outside the gym, if you don't move, if you just sit all day long, you're not going to be where you want to be. I'm standing as I do this show. I do planks. I do push-ups. I do exercise all day long in my office, at the house. You know, I got my kids. My, I'll drop. I'll, I'll see my 16-year-old. I'll go, let's go. Let's do a set of push-ups, and we'll do them together. All right? So again, use the equipment at the gym if you are a gym person. Now, some of you don't go to the gym at all. I get that too. And so absolutely, you understand this. But body weight exercises, dumbbells at home, you know, uh, bands, multi-station gym, whatever. But I love the analogy and I've been using it forever. It's like movie theaters are like the gyms, right? Netflix, we're going to do a lot of exercise at home. We're going to do a lot of consuming content at home, like uh, streaming services. We're still going to go to the movie theater, still going to go to the gym, but we want a mix of the two. And we're going to do a lot more of it at home. Same concept with exercise people. All right. Uh, and that goes through also, like, I'll do wall sits in an elevator. <laughs> you know, I'll do a set of crunches before bed, do a set of crunches when I wake up. It's this movement throughout the day. That's, if you want to call it that hard, the secrets of people who are super fit for a lifetime and enjoying it. That's why. Because you're doing these little micro workouts throughout the day in addition to everything else. All right. So important. I got to speed up here. Uh, number eight, don't get stuck on the numbers. And there's two of these. Number nine is the same thing. Number eight is don't get stuck on the numbers as far as reps go. So don't be that guy who's like doing the horrible push-ups because he wants to do 50. Do 10 good ones. Don't do 10 horrible chin-ups. Do three good ones. Do one good one. Don't be stuck on the numbers. Don't have this arbitrary number instead of doing good form and good uh, reps. And that goes to number nine. Don't get stuck on the numbers as it comes to weight. That's like one of the top mistakes people make. I lift moderately heavy weights with really good form at a really slow pace. Not super slow. Four second to six second reps. Now again, that's for my goals, but my goals are very aligned with most of yours as well. This doesn't apply if you're a power lifter necessarily, although you can build that strength doing this as well. And so it does apply to the vast majority of you. Don't get stuck on the numbers when it comes to the reps. Don't get stuck on the numbers when it comes to weight. 
goes to number 10. Don't forget to go to failure. That's what it's all about. Failure. Failure is a great word. It is the word when it comes to exercise. You want to take your muscles to that point of failure. Technical failure, not muscular failure, unless again, you're a power lifter. Did a podcast on that recently, the difference between the two. All you need to know for this podcast is technical failure is when your form starts to go, you're done. That's how your body changes. You stress your body by going to technical failure when you can't do that last rep and you don't, your body will adapt. It will get stronger. You will build muscle. You will get all of those benefits also that I've been talking about on podcasts and will continue to. So many other benefits of strength training. All right, number 10. No, number 11. Uh, don't forget to raise your weight when it's too easy. So that's the failure thing, right? People say, when do I raise my weight? When the last few repetitions are really easy. You go, it's time. You're not going to failure, right? When you're doing, let's say, uh, sets of 10 or sets of 12 or sets of 15, when that last rep or two is like, yeah, that's easy. I didn't really struggle. Then it's time to raise the weight. Such an easy concept. So many people don't do that correctly, though. All right? Number 12. Now, this is human nature. I get it. But don't forget to work on your weakest link. Your weakest link. Because that's what's going to prevent you from doing everything else. If it's your shoulder, if it's your back, if it's your knees, if it's all of the above, you have to work on that, especially as we get older. You know, if you have a bad shoulder, you're not going to be able to do so many of the exercises you want to do. And you're not going to be able to do so many of the activities you want to do. Identify your weakest link. And you don't have to spend 30 minutes on it. You spend three. And my tip with that, and I gave this <laughs> to uh, Joy Behar when I came out with my book, Beat the Gym, and supposed to be on Good Morning America and that fell through at the last minute. The producer left and so I was on Joy Behar show, which I was happy to be on, but she is not a fitness person. This was one of the tips I gave the producer in my pre-interview. And Joy goes, why would I do that? <laughs> why, would I, why would I do an exercise I don't enjoy at the beginning of my workout? I was like, yeah, we're not going to, uh, let's agree to disagree. Uh, but that's it. Work on your weakest link. I love one of my professors back on doing the sports psychology uh, masters. He said, you want to know what your weakest link is? You want to know what your weakness is? Just ask your competition, right? So work on that weakest link. Couple minutes, start of a workout, get it out of the way, get it done, all right? Uh, where are we here? We are number 13. Uh, don't guess, ask for help, all right? Don't guess. If you're trying to you know, do a workout, or I'm sorry, like an exercise, deadlift, something more complicated, find a trainer, find a coach. You know, if you are at the gym and there's some trainers that you respect and that know what they're doing, don't guess. It's too important. You're going to get injured. Ask for help. Uh, I got to speed it up here. Uh, number 14, don't leave out body parts. Men, do your legs, <laughs> right? It's cliche, but it's true. And again, when you leave out body parts, what's going to happen? That's going to become your weakest link. Oftentimes, right? And even when it's your lower body, I mean, you see guys, you know, with the bad knees, 
things like that we need to work our entire body and i get it like yeah it's not the vanity thing for many people we work our mirror muscles right the things we can see in the mirror we more guys are walking around with shoulders hunched over and i've been saying guys women too uh but this is just how it's been for many years i love that women are lifting heavier and heavier now it's amazing such a great change from when i started uh, but don't leave out body parts. That will be a problem going forward. Uh, number 15, don't try to spot reduce. You can't do it. Can't tell your body where to pull uh, fat deposits from. So you, can, you can't crunch your abs to getting flat. They'll just get stronger. You can't do hip abduction exercises all day long and have you know fat deposits uh, taken away from your hips. Your body will do that when and where it wants to. It's genetically predetermined, which is why we work our entire body. All right. Uh, don't think looking in the mirrors is just for vanity. No, it's to have good form too. Most people don't have great kinesthetic awareness. You don't know where your body is in space. You don't know that your back is totally rounded when you're doing a plank or a dumbbell row. So use the mirrors to ensure you have proper form. Number 17, don't go too heavy. <laughs> don't go too heavy. Number 18, don't go too light. Got to find that perfect weight where the last few repetitions are difficult without losing form to failure. It's so important. Weight selection is, gosh, top five. Top five. Don't go too heavy. Don't go too light. It's the Goldilocks principle of weight selection, all right? Uh, number 19, don't use momentum. That's generally when you go too heavy and you got to swing the weight. You're decreasing your results and you are significantly increasing your likelihood of injury. Number 20, don't lose the down phase. So many people, my, you know, four second rep, six second rep, it's one to two seconds on the up. Gen, you know, if you're doing a bicep curl, one, two on the up, three to four on the down. So many people just let the down go. They let gravity drop the weight if you're doing a dumbbell exercise like a bicep curl. You are so missing out on the major uh, effects you can have by keeping the time under tension on the muscle the whole time. All right, don't waste time between sets. Number 21, I talked about this earlier. Don't stand around, again, if you're at the gym, if you're at home, sure, you're gonna take some time to do some things, but when you're exercising, exercise. You know, this is why when people say 20 minutes isn't enough, let me train you for 20 minutes. Let me do exactly what I'm telling you right now, that we're going to do, you know, an upper body exercise, then we're going to do a core exercise, then we're going to do a cardio interval. We're not going to stop. Now, if you're powerlifting and you're going for heavier weights, sure, you got to take some rest. But those rest intervals for most people should be short, 30 seconds. Time 30 seconds. It's really short for most people, right? On a couple of the machines at my gym, it has a, a counter and a timer. And I go by that, 30 seconds. And oftentimes, even if my mind starts to wander, and then I look over, it's like 40 seconds. So don't waste time in between sets. Number 22, don't forget the basics. The basics, the squats, the push-ups, the lunges, the bench press, the moves that have been around forever for a reason. They work, they work, they work. And this goes to number 23, don't think complicated is better. Complicated all you know, oftentimes means that you are going to get away from recruiting the muscle fibers of the exercise you're trying to do because you're you know standing on a bosu on one leg swinging a kettlebell wearing a weight vest you know uh doing plyometric one-legged hops <laughs> right so what are you trying to target 
yes, 80, 20, 20% of the time do these more complicated, you know, call them more fun, if you will, but generally riskier exercises. But don't think that complicated is better. You know, just because it looks cool doesn't mean it is cool. And that's generally the problem is the basics are boring for the most part. You can make them fun, uh, but they matter big time. Uh, number 24, don't hesitate to ask your trainer why. I had to throw this in. So in other words, if you're working with a trainer and your trainer says, we're going to do this kettlebell exercise and, you know, just, and you go, why? Like, wh what are we working? What does it do? What are the muscles it's working? What is the goal? Is the goal strength? Is the goal, you know, burn some calories, get my heart rate up? Just ask your trainer why and ask him or her why frequently. I used to say this to my clients all the time. Ask me why, and I need to have an answer. And if I don't have an answer for something, first of all, I'm not gonna make you do something unless I, I know why. But there's also other questions where, you know, trainers are not necessarily, you know, they're not doctors, they're not psychologists, first of all. Um, but thanks to Google, <laughs> you, can, you can find things out. But don't hesitate to ask your trainer why. Uh, number 25, don't forget to do your prehab exercises. Again, prehab versus rehab, they're exercises you're going to do, whether or not you do them because you want to or because you have to, that's up to you. And this goes back to the weak links again, back to leaving out body parts, especially as we get older. And these are just like the weak link ones, do them at the beginning. I do my prehab at the beginning because I don't feel like doing it at the end. Sometimes, rarely. And I will mix up the order of everything, but my shoulder exercises, internal, external rotation, I'm going to knock that out right at the beginning. So if you have back issue, if you have knee issues, if you've had those surgeries, you've been told what to do. And listen, the prehab versus rehab means you're doing these when you're healthy people to prevent yourself from having that issue again or at all. So don't forget to do your prehab exercises. All right, number 26, almost there. Timing's right on. Uh, don't forget, all strength training's functional. You know, over the years, I've written about functional training and talk about, and you'll have the trainers who say, you know, machines aren't functional at all. Why are you going to do a leg press or a leg extension or anything like that? All strength is functional. Sure, then we start to replicate the movements, movement patterns of uh, daily living, maybe the sport you're doing, but strength is strength, people. And we need to build that base first before we get to what's most often the more complicated exercises where you are swinging a kettlebell. By the way, what's functional about having a, a weight between your legs, you know, under your body? How often does that come up in life, right? I'm going to ask these questions. They're pretty, you know, commonsensical. And guess what? Loading your spine in flexion is what we want to try to avoid. Holding a weight away from your body puts a significant strain on your back. All right, so strength is strength. We wanna do, we wanna train muscles, we wanna train movements, as I did a podcast about recently, but strength is strength, all right? Uh, where are we, two left? Two left, three left. Uh, number 27, don't forget, uh, you get stronger when you rest. For those of you who are, there is no off day, there is no off season, yeah, there is. 
And that's when you get strong. You are creating micro tears in your muscle tissue when you strength train. If you don't give yourself, your body and your muscles time to rebuild, literally, right? Repair itself through rest. Then you're going to overtrain. Then you're going to get injured. Then you're going to get weaker. You're going to have issues, all right? Rest is important. Number 28, don't forget to get inadequate protein. Had to throw that in there. Protein is the, you know, is the building blocks of muscle. And so I know that many doctors and articles say we get in enough protein. Oh, they're talking about too much red meat oftentimes and issues like that. Adequate protein, healthy, lean sources of protein. Let's get in enough, okay? And... Uh, Generally speaking, around half your body weight in grams of protein per day. Those people who are active, it's going to be a little bit more or a lot more, depending on your goals and who you are. Uh, all right, we did it. Number 29, don't forget strength training is the fountain of youth. Had to end with that because it is. All right, strength training not only adds years to our life, but it adds life to our years. Wow, that's tough. It's tough to time that out. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I hope you enjoy these. Just mix. I'm going to bring you a mix of shows. Some hard science. Everything, though, we just talked about, I just talked about, is based in science. And you're going to take all this information and live your best life. All right. Tom H. Fit is Instagram and Twitter. Follow me there. Reach out to me there. Questions, comments, just send me direct messages. Love to hear from you. Uh, teamholland.com is the website. Also, fitnessdisrupted.com. You can email me through there. See a lot more about who I am, what I'm doing. Uh, please, this is a brand new feed. Please, please, please rate the show, follow the show, subscribe any way you can support it. So greatly appreciated. Over 400 plus episodes, three shows a week. Done it for coming up on four years, people, because I love what I do. Remember, there are three things we all control. How much we move, what we put into our mouths, and our attitudes. And that is awesome. I am Tom Holland, exercise physiologist, certified sports nutritionist. This is Fitness Disrupted. Believe in yourself. 